Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Mark Vellum was sharing that when he was worshipping here about 10 years ago, in one of the worship services, he suddenly heard the worship much different to what it normally was, and he opened his eyes and he saw angels sitting and singing all around on the balconies in this place. So we trust God that he's here. And even if we can't see it, although we hope to see it, but even if we can't, we know that his presence is here. The Bible says the whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, he had his eyes open and he saw the very throne of God and the angels singing, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. That's what's all around us. And we're just trusting that as we worship, we join with those angels and the whole of heaven just fills our hearts while we're here. You know, I've been... Uh, reading quite a bit, which is what I'm going to speak today about, about our brains and everything. And one of the, the research um, projects that was done is they put heart monitors on people who were worshipping together. So they checked everybody's heart rates and pulse rates. And when they started singing, everybody's heart rates were all over the place. But almost immediately, when the people started worshipping the Lord together, all of their heart rates started beating in unison. Isn't that amazing? You know, when we worship together, it's obviously wonderful. From a natural human point of view, we love singing together and it gives us good feelings. But I want to tell you something supernatural happens when we gather together and we worship. We express our hearts to God, but then His Spirit floods in and He unifies us. And we enter into a a place where God's Spirit can start to do amazing healing and surgery in our lives. And so today, while you were singing, I want you to know that your heart was beating at the same time as mine and everybody else's in this room. And God's Spirit, that's the main thing, was doing something in all of us. On a deep level, on a subconscious level. So I'm going to be using research um, done by a lady called Dr. Caroline Leaf, who is a neuroscientist. And she's a highly qualified lady. And she's also a Christian, and she's spent about 25 years studying the brain and how it works. She's done amazing work with people who've had brain injuries, people who've had traumatic head injuries or various diseases. And when they do a scan on these people's brains, their brains are damaged. There's holes and there's bits missing and wiring has gone wrong in their brains. She works with them using the principles of the Bible, but also her scientific knowledge, And the one instance she said was a young boy who had brain damage from a car accident. There were holes in his head all over the place in his brain that had been damaged. And she worked with him using the principles that we're going to be talking about today. And at the end of the the sessions that she had with him through studying God's word and learning how God heals the brain, his IQ was 20 points higher than it had been before the accident. And the the other doctors had said, this boy will never, ever be able to function again. God can do great things. You know, we have a body. You have a body. We all know that. We have a physical flesh and blood body. We also have a mind or a soul, which is our personality. And then we have a spirit, which is the part of us that is like God and that links with God. And the brain, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is an amazing overlap place where all of those three overlap you know the scientists will tell us that your brain is your mind but the bible tells us and our own intuition tells us that's not true 
You know, people who have no brain activity. We heard from Ian McCormack a couple of weeks ago. His brain was dead. There was a flat line on the screen. And yet his consciousness, his mind was still awake and he was experiencing things. Our brain is just blood and neurons and matter. But our mind is something that uses our brain. But it's greater than our brain. And what the amazing thing is that we're going to be learning today is that our mind which is the real you, your consciousness, who you really are, can actually affect the physical matter of your brain and it changes everything. So Dr. Leaf was studying and she worked out that when you think a thought in your brain, little proteins, what happens is the thought sends electrical impulses into the cells in your brain and the DNA gets unzipped and opened and it releases proteins and chemicals and little tree-like structures are built in your brain. Every time you have a thought, little proteins are being built into a little tree. It's like branches and, and it branches out. Dendrites and neurons are being formed together through protein and a little structure is formed in your brain. And your brain has the capacity to form millions and millions of those structures uh, most of them in your subconscious or your unconscious brain. 99% of your brain's activity is in the non-conscious area. You're not aware of it, but every time you think a thought, these little proteins are being built together and little trees are being built in your brain. Isn't that an amazing thought? And what happens is, over time, if I say something to you today and you think about it, and you think, wow, that's interesting, a little tree gets built, but if you do nothing with that, if you, if you just go away and you think about other things and, and nothing else happens, what happens is after about 24 to 48 hours, all those proteins denature and decompose and that thought goes away. And it just comes out as heat energy in your body and it's completely lost. However, if you keep thinking about it, and you keep working on it and you build those net networks and those neurons again and again and again over a period of 21 days it becomes hardwired into your brain it becomes a part of your brain and your non-conscious part of your brain and then it's there forever another 21 days and another 21 days if you add it up to three sets of 21 then it really becomes part of your conscious life it becomes a habit it becomes part of your character but the first 21 days is enough to build something into your brain. And every thought you've ever had, you know, right from when we were little babies, we grow up and experiences start to come and we realize mommy is nice, daddy is harsh, or whatever, all these different thoughts we have, and little neurons are being built, and they get repeated and repeated, and the more that they get thought over, that same thought pattern, it hardwires it harder and harder into our brain, but they're in the non-conscious part of our brain. We may, may not even realize what's in the, the deep parts of our brain because the conscious part is the tiny little 1% that we experience on a daily basis. But every time something happens in your life today, your brain is referring back into that non-conscious, that deep part of your brain where all those little neurons and things have been built and your responses come out of what's been built through all those years and all those millions and millions of thought processes that have been going. So what I want, the first thing I want to tell you today is that your brain has structures in it. When you have a thought, it's not just a thought. 
When you think something, when something comes to your mind or, or an experience comes and you have a reaction, maybe you're surprised by your reaction. Why, why was I so angry? Why was I so hurt? Why did I say that thing? It's because actually a thought is made up of a physical protein structure in your brain. That's the first thing that you need to hear today. The second thing, and this is the amazing thing, is that scientists have now discovered that you can rewire those thought trees in your brain. Can you ever remember, I remember being told as a youngster that the brain is the one thing that can't regenerate. I don't know if you were ever taught this, but I was taught as a kid that if you cut your finger, it can heal, but your brain after the age of about seven or eight, or maybe even a teenager, I can't remember exactly, but they said your brain can never regenerate new cells. It's fixed and it's stuck there, and if it's damaged, it's damaged. But actually, scientists have now discovered in the last 10 or 20 years that every morning, and this is an amazing thing, it's called neurogenesis, every morning a whole bunch of new cells are built in your brain and, and made available and you can rewire thoughts they've watched they've done experiments where they've looked at the thought uh, trees in people's brains and they've watched how they change based on a process that that person goes through where they bring that thought into the conscious part of their brain where they really are aware of it and over a period of 21 days they focus on it and they put truth against error and eventually that tree rebuilds into the correct tree, the healthy tree, and the unhealthy, the toxic tree that was there denatures and goes away. And they've seen this on, in, in experiments. Now the Bible says this, doesn't it? The Bible says, renew your minds. We can renew our minds. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Isn't that amazing? We can take these thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. And that's what we want to look at today and over the next few weeks. So, your brain is an amazing thing. Let me read you some shocking statistics. It has been estimated that 75 to 90% of all visits to physicians are for stress-related problems. Isn't that amazing? 75 to 90% of visits to doctors are for stress-related problems. That's from the American Institute of Stress. Dr. Caroline Leaf in her book lists a whole lot of statistics and her conclusion is this. 75 to 98% of mental and physical illnesses come from one's thought life. Now this is a shocking statistic. Basically what she's saying is that when I build a thought tree in my brain when the proteins are built in my brain that are wrong or unhealthy for instance I learn to be fearful of, of people and so I start to build a tree in my brain that says be scared be fearful things are bad things are not going to work out and a tree builds in my brain the amazing thing that scientists have discovered is that our brains are designed for healthy positive thoughts in other words trust faith love. There's a Nobel Prize winning physicist who has written a book and, and coined the phrase, we are wired for love. We are built so that when we think the right thoughts, our body reacts in a healthy way. However, when I think fear, doubt, hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, a, a tree builds 
But because it's not how I was designed to be, my, my immune system actually attacks that and chemicals are released. The, the scientific term for these chemicals is the molecules of emotion. Amazing. And those chemicals are released and they go and there's little receptors in all the cells in the rest of my body and those chemicals start to affect all the rest of my body. And so I may think it's just a thought. I'm just bitter with that boss for the way that he treated me. Actually, what's happening is a toxic tree has been built. Chemicals and the immune system are, are fighting against it and harmful chemicals are being released and the receptors in the rest of my body are receiving these chemicals and now I find I've got arthritis or I, I've got heart problems or breathing problems or whatever it is. And I say, why have I got this disease? The answer is because a toxic thought process has been ingrained into my mind. I don't know about you, but when I read this, unfortunately, you know, we're supposed to just believe the Bible, aren't we? When we read the Bible and it, and it says, um, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23, 7. When I read that, I'm supposed to just believe that. Hey, the Bible says, as I think, so am I. I'm supposed to believe that. When the Bible says, renew your mind, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that then you will be able to know and test and approve what God's will is. I'm supposed to just believe that. When the Bible says, you have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind, I'm supposed to just believe that and say, yes, Lord, thank you, and renew my mind. But I'm, I must be honest with you. Only when I read the scientific stuff did I really start to think the Bible was true. I mean, I knew it was true, and I preached it was true, but when I read that a scientist had proven it, suddenly I thought, wow, the Bible really is true. Anyway, I'm just being transparent with you. The fact is, God's Word has always said these things. Scientists are only now catching up and saying, wow, look, the brain can be, the, the term is neuroplasticity. Neuro means brain and plasticity means able to change. They're saying the brain is able to change and they're doing um, work with patients and they're helping them to build and rewire and fix their brains. God's word said it right from the start. God's Word says when, when these negative things are there, we can rewire our brains and God can give me a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. I don't have to be timid and fearful. I don't have to be bitter. I don't have to be hateful. I don't have to have all the sickness and pain in my body. I can rewire my brain, which is part of my body, and my mind can control my brain. Isn't that amazing? Let me read you an amazing scripture from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 23. He says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Just notice what he says. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear. That means not just hearing it once, but actually really focusing on it, paying attention. So it's, it's this whole process of letting the word renew my mind. So I've got a wrong thought of fear, and I think, oh, I'm fearful, I'm worried thing, bad things are going to happen. What do I do? Do I just have to live with this forever? He says, no, no, give attention, pay attention, incline your ear, focus on my words, which talk about fear. 
Look at Psalm 90, which says, even though a whole lot of bad stuff happens, the Lord will protect you. Look at all these verses in the Bible, which talk about fear and how God has got a good plan for you. He'll watch out for you. Renew your mind over a period of 21 days. So listen what he says. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. In other words, not just when I'm at church, I don't just listen to the words. I actually, for a period of time, I focus on them. I, re I rebuild those processes in my brain. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now listen to what happens if you do that. Verse 22. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. You see, the scientists in the Bible are saying the same thing. The scientists are just waking up. They've got this process where they'll get a patient in and they'll say, in your 99%, in your non-conscious brain, there's all these wrong thoughts. We need to identify one of them. And it comes up to their conscious brain, maybe because of a reaction or a thought or even a dream. You know, Psalm 16 says, my heart instructs me in the night. Sometimes your non-conscious brain will bring something to your consciousness in a dream. And you'll wake up in the morning and think, why did I dream about that? It's because there's something in your deep brain, in your spiritual part, which is trying to tell your conscious brain, there's a problem here. There's a wrong wiring. There's, there's a belief. There's a structure. The, the Bible calls them strongholds. Arguments and strongholds that are wrong. And, and uh, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 and 5 says... The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, in other words, not fleshly, but are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We take arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We have the ability to take these strongholds and through the Word of God and the Spirit of God, we rewire them. So the scientists will get a patient and they'll get them and they'll say, what is the problem you're having? You think that you're weak. You think that you're useless. You think that you can't. You think that everyone's against you. Um, you're bitter with someone. You hate someone. You, you feel defeated. Whatever it might be, they say, right, over a period of 21 days, we're going to focus on that wrong thought and we're going to put truth in there and we're going to try and rebuild this thinking. And at the end of that period, they find that that patient is helped. That's what God has been doing in church for thousands of years. You know, we get together in church. We pray. We worship God in an atmosphere of love and grace. And what happens when we sing together, our subconscious brain gets unlocked. And God starts giving us pictures and thoughts and words. And in the worship, we start thinking about something. We think, why am I thinking about that? It's the Holy Spirit bringing something up into our conscious mind to tell us, now's the time to fix this problem. And then the, the preaching happens and we hear the truth and we are confronted with a belief that we've had versus the truth of God's word. And then at the end of the sermon, the preacher, which is what I normally do, says, now what do we need to do about this? And that's the time where we choose, where our mind takes control of our brain and with the power of the Holy Spirit, we start to bring healing, restoration. The wrong thought patterns start to get undone and truth starts to get put in. That's what church is. 
you can do that every day in your own home. You can sit at home, you can worship the Lord, you can pray and sing, and, and the Holy Spirit comes and starts to bring those wrong thinkings up to your mind. You read the Bible, you say, Lord, what is it? What am I thinking that's wrong? What is this problem I'm having? I'm relating to people in a wrong way. I, I can't seem to overcome this wrong habit or whatever it is. You know, every problem in our lives is a thinking problem. Every single problem we're having, whether it's a health problem, whether it's a relational problem, whether it's a habit or a, a, a sin that has got a hold of us, whatever the problem is, God has given us all the power we need to be free, but it's our thinking that stops us receiving and accessing and enjoying that power of God. And if we can just get our thinking lined up with what God has put, that power that God has put inside of us, then the power is released. But, and this is an important one, it takes at least 21 days. Can I just say, I have prayed for so many people who have been healed instantly. It happened last week. Healed, miraculously healed, of pain, of sickness, of mental problems, of fear, of whatever. But three days later, they come back to me and they say, it came back. You know why? Because God can supernaturally heal us, but if that toxic tree is still in our brain, the problem comes back. Because it's the toxic tree that's causing the problem. God in His mercy comes, you know, we come up for prayer and somebody prays with us and lays hands on us and God's Spirit comes and, and wonderful things happen. Healing, miraculous joy, peace, wonderful. That's the mercy of God. That's the subconscious being unlocked to the truth of God's Word and His power. But there's a toxic tree growing there. And now I have to renew my mind. I have to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. I need to say, God, what is my wrong thinking that has given rise to this problem? And over the next 21 days, every day, Lord, I'm going to spend 10 or 20 minutes worshiping you, thinking about how did this wrong thought arise? Lord, show me by your spirit. Why do I think that way? Why do I think everyone's against me? Why do I think... Um, that the only way I'm going to get fulfillment is through alcohol? Why do I think that I must be a bully? Why do I think this or that or, or whatever it is? Lord, what is the root of it? And you let him show you and then you find the truth of God's word. And we input the truth. And the amazing thing, this is according to Dr. Leaf. She says that what happens is when you replace the error with truth, that toxic tree that is producing bad chemicals, that is producing an immune response, that is sending out chemicals that affect your health and your whole body, she says, it doesn't just grow a good tree next to the bad tree, it demolishes the bad tree and replaces it with a good one. What happens is those, those proteins in your brain that have been wrongly wired, God through His Word and His truth, replaces them. They get broken down by these chemicals, oxytocin, serotonin, and various others. They get broken down and the correct tree gets built and it's a healthy tree. We're wired for love so that when the truth is in our brain, the result is life and peace. Romans 8 verse 5 says, The mind set on the flesh is death. 
But the mind that is set on the Spirit is life and peace. Isn't that amazing? In Romans 7, Paul says, let me just find it. Romans 7, verse 23. Paul says this. Listen to, listen to what Paul says. He says, I see another law at work in my members or in the parts of my body. Warring, fighting against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members or in my body. Listen to what Paul says. He says, I see something at work in my body parts and your brain is part of your body parts. He says, I see something at work in my physical body, including my brain, which is fighting against the, the law of God, the good things that God is doing in my mind. So my mind is not my brain. My mind and my brain are separate things. A brain, a physical brain, if you just put it on a table and pump blood through it, it wouldn't do anything. It's only when it's connected to my consciousness that it becomes something that can think. My mind is warring against my physical body. There's structures, there's something in my body that's fighting against my mind and making me a slave to sin. And he says, what shall I do? Who will save me from this body of death? And then he says, thanks be to God. If any man is in Christ, there is no condemnation. And then he says, the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. The mind set on the flesh is death. We choose. And I just want to close now by fighting against one error. I'm just going to pick one error this week that I need you and all of us to fight against. And this is the error that I am a victim, that I can do nothing. Now, I know I'm treading on sensitive areas here. I know that this is hard for us. You know, many of us are victims. Many of us were abused as children. Many of us have had terrible things done to us by other people who are much more powerful than us, and we were a victim. And so what happens is the devil tries to make us passive where we think, there's nothing I can do. I'm, I just, I'm receiving all this bad stuff, and I just am a victim. I'm powerless. But God's word says you have been given a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. You have the spirit of God, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, is in you and nothing is impossible for you the devil would like you to think that you are powerless that you're passive and so what will happen is often a christian will say please brother wonderful would you pray for me so that i can stop being bitter so that i can stop being sad so that i can stop being in pain please but we still got a passive mentality we think i'm the useless one this wonderful christian man or woman will pray for me and god will answer their prayers but i just am like a lump of meat i just whatever happens to me happens and i want to tell you today you have to stand up on the inside otherwise the healing will not last Many of us in this room have prayed for people and seen healings happen and then seen them revert. And the reason is because that person didn't stand up, take responsibility and saying, I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's the power of God in me and I can renew my mind. I'm going to take hold of God's word and God's spirit and I am going to stand against this thing. There's a story of a man 
It's told in Luke 8 and Mark chapter 5. He was a man who was so damaged by things in the world that the devil had got a hold of him and he became a, a non-functional member of society. He lived in a graveyard in a cemetery. He couldn't wear clothes and he would cut himself with sharp objects all day. And he would cry out and scream out. Can you see how he was damaged? His brain had toxic trees. Amen? He was messed up. Circumstances had come against him. The devil had come against him. He'd allowed himself to be taken on this journey. And in Luke 8, it says, When Jesus stepped onto the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. He wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. Why am I telling you this story? This, if there was ever a person who was a victim, it was him. Not just of circumstances, not just of his own decisions, but the demons, a legion of demons had taken home in his, heart, in his body. And he was under such power from all these different forces, he was so damaged that none of us really compared to him. He was, his will was broken down, his emotions were a wreck, his thoughts were all over the place. He couldn't even control his actions. He cut himself. He couldn't even relate in normal society. He wore no clothes. He lived far away. He was degraded to the point of being like an animal. Why am I telling you this story? Because this man could still, in his state of complete downfall, he could still come and kneel before Jesus. I want to tell you, it wasn't the demons who wanted him to kneel before Jesus. The demons wanted him to run away. Amen? It was his will. Friend, I want to tell you, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how much bad has happened to you, no matter how damaged you are emotionally, no matter how many toxic trees you've got in your brain, you have a will that can still come and kneel before Jesus and say, help me. You have a will. And unless you activate that will, it doesn't matter how many people pray for you and pray for healing and how many miracles happen to you, you will go back because you need to start saying, God, I'm taking authority for my own mind. You've given me the power to have a sound mind. I'm going to start renewing my mind. I'm not just going to have a healing, wonderful experience and then go back to living how I was the next day. For 21 days after that, I'm going to start renewing my brain. Amen? Friends, there's wonderful hope in this. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at this and we're going to start to renew our brains. But I want to tell you today, you can change. You can. You think I've been this way for so many years. Oh, it's just part of my character. Oh, I'm just an introvert. Oh, I'm just a this, I'm just a that. I, whatever it is, I want to tell you, you can change. I've seen it. In my own life, I've got a half, two half-brothers who are very similar to me in, in genetic makeup. One of them lives as a homeless man in Cape Town. The other one is on antidepressants, living somewhere in the world. We don't even know where he is. I know that if it wasn't for God, I would have gone down a very bad road. I can look at my brothers and I can see where I would have been. But I want to tell you, God has helped me, not through my own goodness, but God has helped me to rewire just about every thought pattern I ever had. 
I started life with all the wrong thought patterns. My mum was an alcoholic. My dad was out of the home having affairs. There was violence. There were fights in my home. I remember my dad fighting with one of my mum's boyfriends and they were hitting each other and breaking ribs. Then the police came. The boyfriend started throwing all our stuff in the swimming pool. Violence, fear, hatred, uh, drugs in the home, idol worship, Buddhas all over the place. I mean, we had it really bad. The thought processes in my brain as I was growing up were all toxic. But I want to tell you, God is able to rewire. It takes time. It takes focus. But God is able to take all those thought processes and put good thoughts back in. And then the good proteins build. And then the good chemicals are released. And our mind takes control of our brain. And we see God's power released. Shall we stand together? I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. I'm just going to give the worship team a chance to start playing that song so we get it in the right key. Let's worship together. Realizing what's happening now, your subconscious is being opened up to the Spirit of God right now. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.